0: Hey there, and welcome to another fortnightly episode of War Starts
1: at Midnight. I'm Chris Gallagher. And I'm Hunter Cates. On today's show, we're reviewing the latest DCU comic book cluster Suicide Squad. Then in special features, we will discuss the less
0: celebrated scoundrels of cinema in the segment B-List Baddies.
1: And finally, we will wrap up the show as we always do with some really rad recommendations. But first... Well folks, we are joined by Joey the Joker Dale, who you last heard on the Back to the Future episode, but he is our... He is here because he is our resident bat guest, our resident bat expert. So welcome back to the program, Joey.
2: Hey, I'm, I'm glad that I, you guys let me back in. I was really scared after last
1: time. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it was not okay. my finest work.
0: Yeah, you didn't, I mean, you didn't clean up after yourself, but it was, it was fine.
1: Or I don't even think showered. <laughs> no, nobody said those were prereqs. Well, fortunately, people can't smell through podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: uh, you know, last time you were here with Hunter... We were we were talking about Batman. We're talking about yeah, Batman related property um, again. And we had a little something that happened uh, on that episode, which you may remember. It was our uh, how did how did we title this? I don't know.
1: I don't remember what you're talking about, Chris. Yeah, completely drawn a a blank.
0: That that makes sense because you probably blacked out the the summer Shandy.
1: There, there was a wheel
2: involved uh, yeah there, there there was a well it was because Tina Turner was around uh-huh, uh-huh. she she in, it,
0: it, she was it, our it,
1: in-studio wheel spinner it, it
0: was terrifying i mean it, at least it wasn't like grace jones
1: but see um, yeah tina turner was there and the thing we remember is you not showering <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but no what, what i'm referring to is last summer we had we had a bit of a wager between myself and you hunter we called the summer shandy shaming um in which you you ended up having to chug two
1: Linenkugel summer shandies and, and, uh, uh, and the thing is just as, as an intro to what you're about to say is that those who do not learn from history are indeed doomed to repeat history.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was, I was really surprised, you know, I was looking forward to, I had actually been thinking about, it. I wanted to do another bet of some kind. And then back on episode, I think 39, when we talked about the nice guys with, uh, collider.com's managing editor, Adam Chitwood, um, you proposed A new bet that was just a, I thought a haphazard wager. Actually, I've got a clip. I'm going to run that
1: now. Now, Matt Goldberg is one of the big names in internet film movie geek circles. So tell us a little about uh, uh, something that you told us off mic a second ago that our listeners may not know about him. Well you asked me if he is related to a certain wrestler and I said I don't know I will ask <laughs> well here's the here's the, here's the context folks is I asked hey does Matt Goldberg ever come to Tulsa has he ever been to Tulsa and apparently he has family here so my thinking guys I think it makes sense is Matt Goldberg Bill Goldberg they're both from Tulsa or they have family in Tulsa Bill Goldberg's from Tulsa I mean you know what I would kind of like to happen is about this time last year for our, our long time listeners is Chris and I had a bet
0: i I've been thinking about this maybe is, is this there... is the
1: perfect opportunity Chris, are you willing to bet well we'll do, we'll lay out the parameters later. Are okay. you willing to bet that matt Goldberg is not related to bill goldberg
0: yes and and I know what the parameters are actually i've been I've been thinking about this hunter because i this this would be a fun I't know any of this was happening you're <laughs> you're you're here to witness this adam um I think so it should be last year it was whoever lost had to chug a. Uh, line and kugel summer shandy i think what it needs to be is if i lose i have to chug a line kugel summer shandy you lose you have to chug an f5
1: fair enough just one just one all right well unless
0: unless you prolapse on your <laughs> unless, and, and then, unless and then, one then, of
1: us chooses to break the deal and yeah have to you spin break the, wheel. the deal and then you'll spin or the wheel. bust the deal all right yeah that doesn't sound like me chris oh really no that so doesn't it, sound like me is, no and is, is that I your mean, defense I mean, it could have been anybody. It's a podcast. (laughs) It could have have been anybody. anybody. I'm pretty easy to imitate.
0: Okay. So here's what happened. We talked about this a few episodes back. I reached out to uh, Matt Goldberg on Twitter and asked, you know, hey, uh, are you related to Bill Goldberg? Because I knew like there's no way there's absolutely no way he was going to be related to Bill Goldberg.
1: Not absolutely. There's no way. There's not absolutely no way. There's
0: a there's a a small chance. But just like the fact that you are willing to go into this wager with the bravado that you did, um, it, was, uh, it, it was admirable, I
1: guess. You know, brother, hashtag go big or go home.
0: That's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he replied back and said he's, he's not related. And so uh, it looks like you're going to have to, uh, unless you want
1: to try to face the wheel. Uh, you know what? That didn't turn out so well last time. The memory's starting to come back. Uh-huh. The, the, I'm oh, getting okay. through. I'm getting through the getting through the fog here. N- you know, I'd I'd really rather not do that. However, as I said, whenever we discussed a few episodes ago, anybody can type on Twitter. Uh-huh. For all we know, he got hacked. So I reached out and re- and requested that we get him on. We hear his voice, which even uh-huh. that's that's Im- should be inadmissible. Uh-huh. But have him say no, I am not related to Bill Goldberg. We were unable to procure that. So given that, once again, you, anybody can hijack uh-huh. Twitter. happens see, all I'm, the time. I'm not, I'm not sure you reached out. I want to see this image. Yeah, you want to see. But any anyway, I don't think I should have to succumb to the original bet, that being chugging a Coupe F5.
0: Well, okay. Here's the thing. I was looking through the WSAM dossier this morning, and it says,
1: like, I mean, this is basically – uh, is that the thing we printed on toilet paper? It is that one time you had toilet paper. And That's t- what,
0: you know, I'm never doing that again. That took a really long time to, yeah. uh, to write out by hand. Um, but it, it, it says if you, if you refuse, then you're going to have to, you're going to have to shotgun the beer. Um, so, uh, I, I, I will however introduce, like, I have something to admit. I forgot to get the coupe F5 for you. Um and and for those who who didn't listen to episode 39 think about the Coupe F5 this is we we've had the summer of IPAs I've been recommending an IPA to pair with each beer um Joey is is very happy about this so um, if if you could see his face right now um and Coupe F5 I had recommended maybe the episode before uh I think it was with Top Gun and thing with that one is it, it is a 100 plus IBU beer so it's a very very bitter beer so for you with your sensitive palate um, I it I think probably would have killed me. Yeah, probably would
1: have killed you. My sensitive palate and my I'm already bitter. So uh-huh. that, that addition uh-huh. <laughs> of
0: of extra bitterness. <laughs> well that that's the thing. It's like it's already off the charts. So we wouldn't even be able to
1: tell that it was any more bitter. I would have become the Dr. Manhattan of bitterness. <laughs> I would have
0: reached a new a new echelon of bitter. A, a, a new a new understanding that none of us would even would even be mm-hmm. able to fathom. Okay, but so I have I have a bit of a compromise here that I think will I I don't know if you're going to enjoy this one but I hope you do. I don't I don't want to totally punish you with this. Uh, but this is, I've got a beer in my hand. It is a, comes from Ballast Point Brewing Company. It's a grapefruit skull pine IPA, um, which is basically their, their skull pine is sort of their flagship IPA. This has a little, little bit of a grapefruit, um, uh, flavor to it not not aggressively strong but but good you know you liked you liked the summer shandy so maybe you know yeah. the, the little bit of fruitiness yeah i liked you the, may... first,
1: the first summer shandy wasn't an issue it yeah. was it was numero dos yeah so um, uh, so well, for those of you who have not seen this this beer has a fish on it so i'm asking you chris does it have a fishy flavor because that i cannot i cannot abide
0: it, it does not have a fishy flavor but that is actually a sculpin fish is what that is on there all right well so um, you know
1: what I, much like the Joker, am a man of my word. So I'd like you all to hear this. I'm sure it's going to have a nice crisp. It didn't. So far, so far the cap opening was a little bit disappointing. We'll just yeah. edit that in post. You'll and have by, to, and I'll by have the to way, punch that up. You guys, you guys can't see this, but I just popped it with a war starts at midnight bottle opener which do we have a a store we, a, we an don't, online we, store we don't we should set but it up. at this point we do need one if you need one just talk to chris or yeah talk myself. to me
0: talk to me i'll see what i can do
1: all right since this is an ipa i know this isn't technically the rules of chugging or shotgunning but since this is an ipa i am going to take a sip to I, a- accommodate my palate just to prepare what i'm getting ready to experience <laughs> all right All right, <laughs> again with the mouth sounds. Always with the mouth sounds. And here, and here it goes, ladies and gentlemen. I commence.
2: So you really got to open your throat up more,
1: <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Bows point grapefruit skull Pine.
0: So what do you what do you think? How was it? <clears throat> it's all right. Could you could you taste the grapefruit?
1: No, but uh, I could taste the fish. I could, t- <laughs> <laughs> I could right. taste the fish.
0: Well, now that we've got you all sauced up, I think it's uh, probably about time that we move on to our review of Suicide Squad. What do you think?
1: Almost certainly, yeah. I mean, I, I damn near just committed suicide. So, <laughs> What was the, the ABV time? on that? Uh, it's about 7% that's
2: uh that's not too bad that's not bad, and with your cereal for lunch, I think you might be floating through this one yeah,
1: I and always do is the thing <laughs> <laughs> I always do this true. Uh, this might actually straighten me up to be completely <laughs>
0: honest with you and and for those uh wondering at home, this is a seventy i b u so a little bit lower than than f five but still a pretty bitter beer um i I applaud you, sir <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. Good job. Next time we'll do a traveler's grapefruit. Ooh, I don't no. think there'll be a next time. But then again, <laughs> I said that last time, and then I made another <laughs> stupid bet.
0: So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap this up and move on to uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> to uh, our review of Suicide Squad.
1: In a mm-hmm. from reality.
0: I want a simple task force of the most
2: dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the Worst. Was
1: was this uh, cheerleading trials? (laughs) Hi boys.
2: Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile.
1: And he eats people. (gasps) Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices.
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not what they really said.
1: This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. You do something that'll get you killed. let save the world.
0: I don't think many people are going to argue with me when I say this movie season has been a summer bummer. With the exception of Disney's offerings, the big tentpole films have generally underperformed both critically and financially. What this summer needs is a unanimous smash hit, and we're running out of time. Enter Suicide Squad, an antihero story where only the baddest bad guys can save the world from imminent destruction. And boy, are there a lot of bad guys. Enough to fill an entire Arkham video game with major boss fights. The film's trailer has entertained audiences with candy-colored violence and catchy rock tunes, but news of reshoots, re-edits, and a slew of really, really, really bad critical reviews suggest that maybe these villains aren't the summer's saviors. So Hunter, I'm very, very rhetorically curious. Suicide Squad. Why
1: even bother? Chris, I'm reading between the lines on your review, and I don't think you cared much for Suicide Squad. I feel like that's a—and pr- I imagine Joey didn't as well. So this is going to be interesting, and not just because I'm inebriated. <laughs> but I'll be completely honest with you guys. As the time of this recording, I would just seen it, you know, maybe two or three hours ago. I'll be honest with you. I kind of liked it. I dug it. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will th- and this will be the yes, please, uh, this, please this, elaborate. this will be the umbrella upon which I will protect my entire review. Uh-huh. <laughs> is at this point I think critics are still reviewing these as movies and I at I think at a certain point in time I think whenever she was Whenever one character was turning her brother into a monster or something like that. I Oh, s- the Enchantress. You the mean. Enchantress was turning... yeah That that whole thing, they really glossed <laughs> over yeah, in the trailers. But the, the, the Enchantress turned her brother into a monster. At that point, I realized this is not a movie. This is a filmed comic book. Comic books are batshit. And so I looked at it as just a cinematic comic book. And so from that perspective, I enjoyed myself.
0: Okay, that's an interesting defense of this movie because I think... Like my first thought in the first what twenty, twenty-five, maybe even thirty minutes of this just intro, my first thought is like no one would open up a comic book like this. Like this would be the first like two or three issues of just like, ah, oh, here's backstory because we didn't we didn't write the script right, so we gotta go reshoot and kind of piece it together. Like, I don't I don't know if that's exactly what the reshoots were, but that's sort of what it felt like to me. Like it was just a lot of in in a comic book you sort of you have to go through introducing characters on a new arc or in you know in some way but you also thread the overall narrative and See, i felt like they really dropped the narrative which is enchantress and her and her brother and whatever the hell's going on with the eyeball creatures
1: See, if if you're reading a good comic book like a Watchman or something like that, yes. If you're reading just a monthly, <laughs> then no it's bad shit insane. And so it's one of those things you take pleasure from the bad shit insane monthly. So
0: you're not even you're not even approaching this as an arc. You're approaching this as just like a oh, I pulled this off the rack and it was
1: weird. Yeah, exact well, here's the thing is I spent um I, I binged on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited uh, about six months ago or so. Mm-hmm. And anyway, even though it was much better from a critical perspective than I would say this is, at the same time, it really changed my viewpoint is just all of these characters are absolute lunacy. Nothing makes sense in the whole grand scheme of things. And so if you try and make it work I think you're going to set yourself up for disappointment, and that's how I saw Captain America: Civil War. That's how I saw this, and so from that perspective of just, it doesn't have to necessarily make sense. It doesn't have to be fluid. It's just comic book, pe- comic book. Like I said, a cinematic comic book. But it I, works for me. But, in but that I think way.
0: they're they're also trying to really push this setup for Justice League, and like there's so many things that are still pushing this single narrative forward within this movie and i think you know i could i could buy that a little more if it didn't feel like it was so attached to what we've already seen and what we have coming down the
1: pipe haphazardly attached no because that's the thing is i don't even i don't even feel like i saw i mean it, it wasn't well done i didn't really see the overarching thread the the overarching thread was pretty poorly applied i i, I agree but it's, it's certainly as compared to marvel it's
0: definitely there and that that's where it's just like why why are you just just tell and why doesn't dc just go the opposite direction and say we're gonna make just really good movies
2: well and that's why i think at this point i mean we're only what two movies in really but the dc universe is turning into like the Mister Pib
1: to Marvel's Doctor Pepper, you know,
2: like it's just a cheap imitation. <laughs> Wait, are well. we going to
1: get DC Universe Extra in a couple of years? <laughs> DC Universe Extreme. The do no stay and Get Extreme. his degree. <laughs> um, okay, let, let How about we cut this cut this down to make it more uh, digestible? The, what about Batman in this? How would you all feel about Batman?
0: Uh, Joey, I'll, you being a resident Batman expert, I'll let you, you... yeah, we can't
1: not talk about that.
2: Uh, I liked him. I've really? All, I've always liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Well, not always. I was pretty upset when they said, Hey, <laughs> Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. But after watching the uh, BVS and uh I mean it's fine in this I'm i think studying. he's a great batman i think his bruce wayne's a little bit of a struggle so he's he, he's a
1: bit of a sleaze yeah, he's a bit of a sleaze ball. Feels but a little dirty well, he's, but he, he's he's sort of like james bond bruce wayne ooh, a little bit a little bit yeah. only sleazier well, he's, he's kind of like ben affleck <laughs> <laughs> bruce wayne but um he's warming on me his batman is warming on me it's just i still don't understand why ben affleck would want to do this from his perspective but as far as what he's doing i i'm appreciating it more and more
0: i um I I guess I'm going to have to disagree with both of you. I feel like I don't understand why he's in this movie. Well, no, I do understand why he's in this movie. I think he's in this movie specifically to set up, and I don't know, like this could be totally unfounded. This might not happen, but it feels like he's in this movie specifically to set up a later either the Batman standalone movie or maybe the Justice League movie where like Deadshot gets out of prison and then becomes the adversary of Batman. They have a one-to-one because they really try hard to set up that Deadshot has a vendetta against Batman thing. And the way that they, I mean, that's probably the strongest thread tying into the other stuff. And it, the way that they did it just felt really like, why is he, why is he in this movie? I mean, a, a friend that I saw it with, um, we just saw it last night said like afterwards, he was like, can't Ben Affleck just learn to say no once?
1: Like, why does he need to be in this? Movie? Well, and that, that describes him taking the Batman role in general. I don't even think they're, they're working on the dead Shot. uh, an eventual culmination because i think they're gonna do hush for the batman movie something okay. like that that would be amazing if they did but, but uh, I, i'm
0: just saying like somewhere down the road i feel yeah, like no, i mean why would you why would you hire will, will smith, smith and then not yeah.
2: use that dead shot's gonna be around some more but uh, like okay well
1: you you, uh, you 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 talked about De- will smith as dead did you did you guys appreciate seeing will smith in a will smith ish movie because he really wasn't here let's let's put it this way will smith is not uh been a big part of the promotion for this picture, but he was Mm -hmm. a big part of the movie itself. Mm -hmm. Did you like seeing Will Smith in a summer movie again?
2: No, no, I, I, it was Will Smith playing Will Smith in a Will Smith movie. And it just didn't, I, it seems like they almost wrote it to where he was supposed to steal the show and didn't steal. And he didn't deliver. Yeah. I
0: would, I would disagree with you mostly on that, Joe. Actually, I, I had, tired of will smith my will smith like reserve had atrophied and it'd been a while since i'd seen him something and seen him seen him in something where he was this good um you know he is he's definitely just playing that will smith character but maybe it was just because i was so bored between most other things like whenever he had a one-liner or something i really perked up and i enjoyed it um there's i mean there's a few that are a little rough like he's talking with uh uh rick flag about his demands And he says something about it and I don't want, I don't want my ex-wife's boyfriend coming around. And that's like, there were a few places where it's like, Oh, we're literally just Will Smith is hamming it up to ham it up. It was a little too much, but overall I, I liked him in this. I, I mean him and, and this is not revolutionary from a critical standpoint, but him and Margot Robbie, like they were, uh, they were entertaining.
1: They worked well together. And I don't even think that this was necessarily appropriate to Deadshot, but it was, they, they accommodated Will, they accommodated Deadshot or Deadshot to Will Smith, not yeah. the other way around, yeah, which is what you do, what you need to do in this situation. Uh, if, if you hire Will Smith to play Deadshot, exactly. yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Okay. The person who has been at the center of promotion, who I was actually thought was a bit lackluster was Margot Robey as really? Harley Quinn. Yeah. No, she, she fits the part, but at the same time, it wasn't. I I halfway feel like it was oversold. She wasn't as good as it was sold as being. It was acceptable, but not as good as it was. There were Could parts.
0: There were parts when I did feel like she was kind of doing a parody of what we know of Harley Quinn from particularly animated series. Mm-hmm. Like and and it kind of comes in and out of that. I felt like she was best when she was defining the character herself mm-hmm. more than trying to just give us. I mean, there's a few there's a few parts where she just and I can't think of any off the top of my head where she literally just verbatim says an iconic line from uh, the animated series. And it was like, ah, like it just doesn't land with what she was doing otherwise. So it's it's a little off kilter, but I thought she was good.
2: Um, In in my notes, I actually have Margot Robbie equals Fran Drescher (laughs) because it's just it felt like I don't know if it was just the voice she was trying to do or it was the way the character was. I don't want to say written because who would ever.
0: David Ayer. Evidently, David Ayer. yeah, evidently. Writer, writer director, <laughs> who, auteur, David Ayer. Who would ever David equate
2: Ayer. writing a role for Fran Drescher in this movie. But it's just the way, like, she tried to land some of those lines, and there were just so many one-liners, especially for her, I think even more so than Will Smith, that were just so like, oh, it would be great if she said this. And now, they all landed yeah. flat to me. Well,
0: but I think that's because Deadshot is a... Well, I wouldn't say he's not a beloved character. He's not a, like... You don't see like, or the general public doesn't see the name Deadshot and, and think automatically, yeah, automatically know who you're talking about. Whereas, um, there's enough like Harley Quinn is not, she's not the Joker, but um, she's iconic.
1: Yeah, certainly to, among, to yeah, extent. certainly among fanboys. I th- I think wh- how I would describe it is, even though it was acceptable, she was doing an impression of Harley Quinn. She wasn't yeah. playing Harley yeah. Quinn,
2: and I don't, I didn't really enjoy her. Uh, relationship with Deadshot at all? I thought that, that well, felt that, forced to me. That was to me that felt like, a, oh, well, they've done a movie before. They have good chemistry together. Oh,
0: I didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, the focus, terrible focus. focus. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, but there there
2: was and there were, but there were several
0: things to this movie where it was just like they, you know, I complain a lot about movies that like don't trust the audience. This. Like, trust the audience to catch things that aren't even there. (laughs) Like, like, I mean, the first the first fight when you have the fight with the eyeball creatures, they never explain where they come from. Really weird. There's there's a lot of things with the relationship between Deadshot and Harley where it's just like, oh, he gave her a look. So now we're supposed to know that they have this bond together. Um, Another character that I'd like to talk about um, that has a bond with Harley, the Joker. What
1: did you guys think? Okay, yeah, let's let's just jump right into that. Um, he, It is astounding to me that we have an Academy Award winning actor who goes into this and is just doing a piss poor impersonation of Heath Ledger. Oh, I I, I, didn't think that was what he was doing, honestly. That's what he's doing, but you don't get, here's my thing, is don't get distracted by his costume and what the what the oh, script gave no. him to do. I think he was trying to do a Heath Ledger, but they put him in a different Joker See, costume. See, I couldn't
2: handle the costume at all. I, since God. when did Joker become a pimp? And I knew it was going to be this way, like from the first screenshots you saw See, but a thought, year ago.
0: I thought those were, I thought those weren't his real tattoos. I thought it was going to be like just, because it was like a, it was a magazine cover or something. Yeah. It looked like for, just a right? poster
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was
0: something that they they made up even more just to be like and but no all of that like damaged or whatever on his forehead and the ha ha ha's and mm-hmm. but see i didn't think he was trying to do uh i didn't think he was trying to do heath ledger to me it felt like he was the the character itself built up as a uh like this weird hip-hop kingpin which makes no sense at all you i think um, you meant
2: to say hip-hop elvis
0: well, no, th- and that's what I was going to get to, this hip-hop kingpin, and then his voice. He's just doing a really weird, bad Elvis impersonation, is what I got. See,
1: I didn't get the Elvis <laughs> thing. I, I agree with you that they're doing some kind of pimp thing, uh-huh. but they're having... Here's the thing is, I feel like he was playing it as a Heath Ledger knockoff, and then, but the character was written to be a pimp knockoff, because they did, the person writing it, David Ayer's, didn't want to do a Heath Ledger ripoff. So you have two people doing two completely different things.
0: So you, you think David Ayers wrote it in one way, and then... And then it was just, performed just in another the, way, and then...
1: Because here's the thing is the Joker in any picture, whatever it is, should be the most appealing part. That's inevitable. And yet every time he was on, he was obnoxious. Yeah, I
0: cringed
2: more
1: than once.
0: And why put him in this movie if you're not going to make him a main focus of it? Like giving you just a little bit doesn't satisfy like it just and I'm, I'm not saying I want more of this Joker, but it felt like such a such
1: a waste. This is not Batman's arch nemesis. This is no. not someone Batman should be intimidated by. No, or it was, it was about. Harley Quinn's love interest. You, That's you, who it was. Yeah, you, I mean, fair enough. You know who I
0: would have liked to see maybe 15 years ago playing this exact Joker? Anybody?
1: Fifteen Jeff, years ago, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay, the other person you would like to see,
0: Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman could have pulled that Joker off, like right off the yeah.
2: Fifth Element bandwagon. Like Fifth,
0: Fifth Element, Leon. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the other one that I? Uh, oh, uh, you guys ever seen True Romance? Yeah, True Romance. Like, just really like say, yeah. he could have. I think he could have brought something to that weirdness in a in a good way. That I mean, just air. I don't know what. I don't know what is doing here. I don't know what, I mean, Warner Brothers, their whole thing has been, oh, well, we want to hire sort of auteur directors. We want to hire directors with a voice. And you can, I, I feel like you can clearly see that there is no real voice to this. I mean, he, he wrote and directed this and it feels like just sort of a hack job where the studio took the movie away from him at
1: some point. Do you think, well, that- but maybe for benefit, you know what I mean? Cause we don't know what it was originally. Do you feel like they're just trying to ride off in
2: Nolan's coattails? I, I don't know. I like I
0: it it doesn't feel like because it doesn't feel like they're really doing totally.
1: It's, it's yeah, I'd say it's bipolar. My, the the Joker is almost <laughs> the Joker is a an analogy for the for what DCU is going on right now. And that on one hand, they're trying to latch on to Nolan. But on the other hand, they're trying Which to do their own right? thing. So
0: I I don't know with with the whole. So did you see the Hollywood Reporter thing that basically said that the studio took the uh took basically final cut away from David Ayer and. Had the trailer company that cut those two trailers mm-hmm. recut this? Um, I I feel like you know it, it's hard to say without seeing seeing David Ayer's version what happened and and there have been people crying foul and saying oh well if we you would just give us David Ayer's version and this happens every time you know happens every time where he will say oh well Fantastic Four would have been better if we got Josh Tranks oh this would have been better um, another situation with that I'm not sure that's the case but I do feel like you can vary. Uh, ham-fistedly see how the trailer company tried to make it, you know, punch it up, make it more fun. I mean, it's just you get, I, I feel like the first 20 minutes of this movie is just wall to wall, like pop and rock songs. I was, I was just like, and, and it's like offensively trying to beat you over the face with it, uh, where it's, it's just a lazy attempt at manipulation, a lazy attempt to, to shorthand
1: get you to say, oh, I like this song. So this is fun. I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't, I do not disagree with you in any way, shape or form, but I fell right into it. You know what I mean? Because here's the, here's the thing is after seen batman v superman which was so joyless and the music was except for the wonder woman theme uh-huh, but right. except for the wonder woman theme, but the music everything about it was just so unhappy this was a movie that even though it was retroactively trying to be more entertaining it wasn't it, uh, once again, they were trying to go after the fact and fix it, so mm-hmm. to speak, in a very manipulative way. I appreciated that. I think it made it better.
0: That, that's interesting that you compare it to BVS just because I was getting a very strong Zack Snyder feeling from this. Watchmen, particularly uh, Sucker Punch, where it's just like, here's another song. Here's another song. Here's another song. And that's like that's the underlying tissue that connects things. The weirdest one maybe even being when Harley's in that elevator and the eyeball creatures come after her, and it's like you can just tell. I don't remember what's playing at that point. There's way too many songs. Was um, it the
2: Was it the Eminem song? It was not the Eminem okay. song. The
0: Eminem song was like, "There,
2: we got the whole gang together. Now yeah. we're gonna do stuff." So it was probably Linkin Park.
0: <laughs> was Linkin Park in this? Uh, wouldn't they be? <laughs> <laughs> probably, um, but it's. It, it, you know, you could tell that it was just shot as an action scene. It wasn't shot as any sort of montage or anything like that. And they just like lay it, pasted on top. And so it, it, it really like those things stuck out to me and like pulled me out and kind of lost. Well, my...
1: let me, let me throw this out here and we'll ignore the making it about pop music, but let's say that the original version of this was going to be as unhappy as Batman versus Superman was. Mm-hmm. I think that this tone, which is a, Manic? A, 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 yeah, well, manic, but a bridge between that alter darkness that we see at, saw in Batman versus Superman, which I can't, I can't handle anymore. No, versus I agree. the Marvel, which is a little way more bright and sunny. I kind of like the middle ground, even if this movie wasn't the best representation of that. I think they're I think they're starting to find their feet. So you're saying you like the idea, but you didn't like the execution? No, I did like the execution. But then again, that may have just been that, you know, You mood. saw it at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, 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 were didn't, already you actually loaded didn't up. fall asleep well, the Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Once again, I just, I, I saw it as just a comic book, a cinematic comic book.
0: See, I, I think, I, I don't know if I would even say this as a middle ground, because while it was like, it it had some of that... Uh, Guy Ritchie sort of feel to it with like, you know, the, the graphics come up on, come up on screen and, and then it's got these playful colors and stuff. It's a really, really violent movie. Like, like, oh my
1: God. Yeah. I mean,
0: darkly violent. And, and that's like, at some point, like probably halfway through, I'm sitting there thinking like, this is going to be somebody's favorite movie. And I do not want to meet that person. (laughs) Like I, because there's just, It it feels like the it doesn't even feel really like cartoon violence, but they're treating it like cartoon violence, which um, maybe I'm just getting old and I need people
1: to get off my lawn. But it's it really it really bothered me. Well, then that's the thing is the violence in this movie is real violence, much like the real violence we saw in Batman v. Superman. However, post Batman v. Superman, they realized we can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they tried to calm it down. So spoiler alert, I don't.
0: Do, do, do you do you want to get into spoilers?
1: Yeah, let's get into spoilers. Okay. I mean, I kind of feel like this entire review has gotten been spoilers. Yeah, but I I just
0: want to I want to play okay. the spoiler alert song okay. again. Okay. So, from here on out, spoilers, folks. You
1: guys have a spoiler alert song?
2: Yeah. Since when? Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert. Our later father Leia and Luke. Harry Lime is alive and well. So Darko turned out to be a dream. Or did it? Or didn't it? I don't know. Spoiler alert! comes the spoilers alert. Close your ears if you don't want to hear a spoiler alert. Right now. All right, we are now in spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. So enter at your own risk. Whenever Amanda Waller cold-bloodedly kills all of her employees, that absolutely felt like a scene out of Batman v Superman. And wasn't her excuse really lame? Like, well, they weren't supposed to know this anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, and and, and so that's another one of those where, like, he, I think, expects the audience, like, to... Keep up and everything because they they kind of give you a couple hints that like oh she's a bad guy I mean her she's introduced to sympathy for the devil yeah. like which I think he thinks is very subtle if you know the song it's not very subtle and then and then I think the first thing Margot Robbie or Harley Quinn says to her is are you the devil um so at, that like, wasn't friendrusher enough <laughs> sorry you you want to take a shot at no, it? I don't okay
1: no. I will um, say this though is um once again Justice League and Justice League Unlimited Amanda Waller the actress they picked for this I don't know her name but she is pitch perfect for that character viola davis yes oh shit that was viola davis that's viola davis holy holy moly so (laughs) Viola (laughs) holy moly okay well viola davis is a pitch perfect amanda waller if you've ever seen that character in other media
0: she is good but she's also i feel like she's kind of batting cleanup like you her her whole like opening scene is a joyless sort of like, okay, I got to run down the character. I got to keep, I got to pull it all, you know, put it on my back and really make you understand. And then they like leave out, they leave out Slipknot who's (laughs) Who's introduced in five minutes. (laughs) He's introduced as, oh, there's Slipknot, the man who can climb any wall. (laughs) And then he's dead. And he's
1: extinguished just as quickly.
2: (laughs) I didn't even think of him as Slipknot. I immediately thought of him as the Indian, what was his name? Kicking wing from Joe Dirt. The guy who sells fireworks.
1: He should have been the giant growing Indian from Super Friends. I can't remember that character, <laughs> what his name was, but you remember that that character's powers. He was he was an Indian who just grew to sixty feet tall. Like when That's you sprayed him when, when you sprayed him with water, he grew. No, it was just that was his power. I can't remember. I, yeah, I have no did idea what you're talking. Did about. Did you guys not watch Super Friends? No, I didn't okay, have cable there grow. was okay, there was a character. This was the '80s version of the Justice League '70s yeah. and '80s.
0: Okay, I since we're in spoilers, can we talk about the end? Can you hundred. Is there anything that you can do to defend or to, to change my mind a little bit about which where, end? well, the, the whole eyeball queen, the, the, uh, 2016's Scorpion King, dude, I'm um, telling
1: you, watch, watch justice league. I mean, comic books are just messed up. This is a cartoon. You know what I mean? No, if you watch it as I, a, as I, a mean, cena, as I a, mean,
0: what is going on? What is going
1: on? It, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Just a live-action cartoon. Just take it as that, you know? Oh, boy. Okay. It's that, one of those things. I cannot defend this critically. I can only say I like it. Okay. I liked it. That actually, I enjoyed myself. I
2: still don't like the ending.
1: That does make it,
2: that using your ideas, it makes it a little more palatable. I See, think. I'm like the Joker because and
1: he's Harley Quinn.
2: <laughs> when, the, when the El Diablo thing happens and he, like, morphs into Super El Diablo... Mm-hmm. You at were, the time, I was just like, what is going on? Well, and they did they did give a little bit of a hint of they, that. Yeah, they hinted at it. Um, and you knew something was going to happen. But it was just kind of like, all of a sudden, he's got horns? Yeah. Or a headdress himself? He mm-hmm. looked... Almost too similar to the other guy, but I mean the other guy. You
0: see him for like five seconds, and then it's like, oh, suddenly he's this giant walking Egyptian statue or something.
1: Um, like they don't they like it was a South American one, and I can't. Yeah, it, it was.
0: It, you, it absolutely was, but he didn't look like he looked like some sort of Egyptian idol or
1: something
2: generic. It was old world.
0: Yeah, it was like they they took a design from a video game that was like half made but never finished. And they're like, oh, we can throw this in there. Kurt Schilling's video game. Kurt Schilling's—I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
2: He's a baseball player. Okay, he was a pitcher for the Red Sox. No idea
1: what you're talking about. Moving no on. No sports references on this show, sir. <laughs> he
2: started his own video game company with a terrible sports talk.
1: Starts at never. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Good. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was absolute bad shit nonsense. I mean, <laughs> nonsense being it was the operative just word. Just bad shit, cluster nonsense. But I liked it. <laughs>
0: what I've, about what about Killer Croc and his like weird dad bod and his really offensive?
2: Like, I was offended. Yeah. And it I, was it was hard I to watch no reason to be offended Offended I, by what uh, asking for BET asking
0: just his, for... his accent the what was the line about uh, man I live underground y'all just visitors. Every word really he bad. mumbled
2: was, mumbled being the operative word, was really stereotypical.
0: I liked him though when he was just doing grunts and like there there was a, but <laughs> there, he there was, was the, a character there. If he
2: was the Groot to yeah. Suicide Squad, it would yeah. have been a lot better.
0: Like he, because he had, he had a few reactions that were actually like yep. humorous or felt, you know, like, oh, let's not touch that guy. And then, and then he opens his mouth and you are like, oh, and takes off his shirt. And you're like, oh, what, what the hell did we jump into? It's just weird. It's
1: so weird. It was, Yeah. <laughs>
0: um so hunter did you stay for the the post
1: credits of this one or did you did you check i guess out i'm again? just an anti-post credits guy at this point so no i did not
0: okay i mean it's not like you really missed much it's a and it was again like uh like with ghostbusters a pre-credits post-credits thing like credits kind of start to roll and they're like wait there's more um and it's just uh it's just ben affleck sitting talking he's is he talking to viola davis yep. and uh it, she's like, Oh, I really need to cover up this whole midway city thing. And he's like, I can help you because I'm sleazy. And she's like, okay, well here's a folder of all the people you need to, to hunt down for
1: justice league. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. That's so, lazy. Yeah. And so she knows that he's Batman then like <laughs> Amanda the, Waller knows Amanda Waller's always known. Okay. Um, just, I've, from I never Justice read, League and Justice League Unlimited, uh, <laughs> I've never read any of. The but yeah, Amanda stuff. Amanda Waller as Well, but I, I like that she said sleazy because even though this wasn't a Batman movie per se, that's my remains my problem with Batfleck is the character remains sleazy. It's Bruce Michael Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is, is sleazy. it's Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction sleazy. as Batman, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's Michael Douglas in any movie from yeah. like the eighties yeah, and nineties, right? Yeah, Michael Douglas whenever he started making money, that's as Batman, <laughs> and I I'm, I'm not cool with that. I like Netflix, Batman. <laughs> no, it, no, yeah. Like I said, I really, I'm really warming up to it's him. It's the Bruce
2: Wayne. It's just,
1: it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's just, you know, not, ba- not Bruce Wayne, not Batman. You know what I mean? Like, my, I think my overall complaint is that this movie was ripe for comedy
2: and yeah. they, they missed it. They the missed true, it on well, every aspect.
0: And David Ayer, probably not the guy to write a comedy movie. No. I mean, yeah. so that's, that's a, like, in hindsight, maybe don't, Maybe don't hire the guy who I think he wrote Training Day, right? And then you know he 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 did Fury. He's done what was that that uh, Schwarzenegger movie? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Somebody write in. Uh, no, it's it, it would have been it would have been better if it had a lighter touch, um, especially with these villains like Sabotage. Been, Is
1: that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what
0: I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, again
1: they hired a they hired a dark action movie director, and then they decided, wait a minute, we want a lighter movie yeah. after the fact. Oh my god, he did the Fast and the Furious.
0: Which one? The first one. He directed? No, he didn't. No. That was Rob Cohen, I think. Yeah, it was the guy that did Triple X.
1: Oh, yeah. He wrote it. Huh. He Interesting. Wrote I, I
0: didn't know that. There you go. Uh, what about, you got? Anything else you want um, to fa- as
1: far as favorite part? Or I
0: mean, if you want to move on to. Uh,
1: well, OK, how about we throw this out? Because I, I still want to talk about the Joker. I think Jared Leto okay. was a mistake all along. I know that he's kind of uh stepped in some dog dookie, but I still I would like to see Johnny Depp as the Joker, and I think Johnny mm. Depp in the in this new universe would be nope. good in that character. Nope. Johnny <laughs> Depp's past his prime. Nope. You think you think no coming back? I
0: I, I would I would watch Johnny Depp in twenty years as as a geriatric joker. Like do do the do <laughs> the Beyond? Dark Knight Returns oh. uh, Joker or or this would be a terrible idea, but especially after Transcendence. But uh, do you guys know what that, I think it was from the early nineties. The, uh, I think the big thing was like, it was the first, the first comic book rendered in 3d. And it's like the Joker is a virus, a computer virus that's causing mayhem in Gotham I City. I vaguely and stuff. remember that. Yeah. Um, it, it would be, that would be the part for him.
1: So do you, do you guys recast the Joker or do you just change Jared Leto's presentation? Uh, I actually liked Jared
2: Leto. Like when they first said, hey, Jared Leto's gonna be Joker, I was excited, and I think. I think he got the poor direction.
0: I'm not. I'm not opposed to him. I think uh, from a like, I don't like this iteration of the Joker right. at all, though. So yeah, I mean, at this point, I I don't think you can say, oh, we're going to remove the tattoos and you know, tone it back a little, <laughs> um, yeah, but keep but keep Jared Leto. So I don't know. I yeah,
1: I, I've I've wanted to say this. I, I, we're going to rip off Kevin Smith here. I'm going to rip off Kevin Smith. But I think this is a good description. Is he described this movie as uh, hot topic?
0: Oh no, definitely so 100%. Said that last night. Yeah, Mitch said that last night. It's it's definitely like the the, the people who love this movie are the people who are buying, you know, they're going to buy all the T-shirts and they're going to like be just obsessed with this in a in a very strange way that I'm never going to understand.
1: OK, so don't recast. OK, so don't recast the Joker. Just I don't even know what they do to fix that. At this I mean, point. I, well, I, I think you just is it too be, far gone? Is the whole universe too far gone at this point? I, no, it's making it, it as of, uh, you know, right. we're recording this a few days beforehand. 146
0: um, million yeah, ex- plus is the projection as
1: of Saturday morning. So I I tend to think I you know Well, I'm not uh, saying that they're going to stop making the
2: movies. I'm just saying from a like from a fan's perspective, are these movies ever going to crossing be Crossing my
1: fingers here. I think they realize where they went wrong and Suicide Squad was already made. But people made. said we, that
2: after after BVS. But that well, but, but bear but mind but was, was already
1: like, it was already in yeah. the, like there's
0: there's no way to And they tried that's the things they tried to course correct after BVS, which is probably
1: part of what
0: got us into this yeah. manic cluster.
1: So I am holding out hope that they figured out what went wrong. On you and you they're think going Wonder try. Woman is the turnaround
2: is that Wonder next? Woman is looks like that?
1: fun yeah I mean I'm I'm digging fun. what I'm seeing yeah so I, I, I just watched the trailer
2: last night before Suicide Squad it was my first time I, it still seems pretty dark
0: it seems a little dark but it looks like fun too like that that button on the At the end of it. Also, did you see a Wonder Woman trailer before? Yes. Uh, But did they cut down the Chris Pine? Yes,
1: they did. There was originally a much longer pause than the one you and I talked about.
0: Yeah, it was it was weird because I was like waiting for the awful moment and they just like chopped it down and and left the worst part of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, what can you do? But no, I actually I think Wonder Woman, I'm not going to say it's going to save it, but I think Wonder Woman is going to be. That's going to be the turning point. This is what we're going to see. For I hope long. so. But just wait for that standalone Aquaman film
2: <laughs> starring Vinny Chase.
0: Hey, I know a guy who who would be really excited for a standalone Aquaman, Aquaman movie. OK, guys, do, do we have any? I really want
1: to get into favorite parts. OK, OK, favorite part. My favorite part was the Batman scenes, one wherever he captured uh, Deadshot and then the second whenever he captured Joker and Harley Quinn. I think that was perfect for his character and for Harley Quinn's character and for Joker's. Joker just leaves her. Yeah, I think that set it up. Yeah, yeah, well. I, thought really cool. yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought
0: that was really you're, cool. You're not going to say the exposition Batman at the very, very end? Just just my describing it. I mean, it's a beautiful scene that was really necessary. Okay, Joey, you, you don't I have, have, none. have... I have okay. none. Okay. The whole well, movie was a train wreck. My, my favorite part is the thing that came right before the movie, which is Oliver Stone um, <laughs> <laughs> doing a... This is the best... Uh, like, well, maybe Alamo Draft House, the one where they play the, uh, the voicemail of the girl who got kicked out. Have you, have you seen that?
2: I have not seen that. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll put, put this in the show notes. Uh, you should definitely watch that. Basically girl got kicked out of Alamo Draft House. So she called and left them a voicemail. So
2: excuse me for using
0: my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware. And they did like a whole like kinetic text thing just of her complaining about getting thrown out and about how I hate your theater anyway. I wasn't even texting. Um, I don't know why she's like she's part of Joker's crew now. Um, but uh, this is probably second to that, but the best one I've ever actually seen in a theater. And it's Oliver Stone basically doing the whole, like, don't pull out your, don't pull out your phone because uh, it'll distract him. But instead of that, he's like, did you know that the uh, NSA is using your phone to track you and uh, get all your data? And I'm pretty sure he's a hundred percent serious. The information you've put out into the world voluntarily is enough to burn your life to the ground. This will be our undoing. Think I'm being dramatic. Then don't take my word for it. But do the rest of the people in the audience a big favor? Turn off your phone during the movie.
2: Oliver Stone. This, no, this is you know, Oliver Stone's personal thoughts on the NSA and why you shouldn't carry a cell phone.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's it's wonderful. And then it, it goes on way, way too long. Like he's just like dragging on about like, really, guys, you should turn your phone off. Right and then now he's like, never turn it back on.
2: Oh yeah, by the way.
0: And, and then it goes to um, at the end. It's like. These are not uh, Oliver Stone's views are not necessarily views of Cinemark. Turn off your phone.
1: But what's cool about that, it's ridiculous, but what's cool about that is that also was a for all intents and purposes a trailer for the edward snowden exactly movie. exactly and, so and i'm what, sure
0: i'm sure that's how they like got him to to do it but it's like it's, i loved it
1: yeah it's integrated marketing almost yeah. is is. it's kind of like whenever uh, uh a brand does a news article mm-hmm. i can't remember what that's called but uh, that's what uh, a native, native native advertising yep. yes exactly that was native advertising is what that was well i wish we had some native advertising for beer you know it may happen one of these days <laughs> I, it wouldn't surprise me at all
0: Spoiler.
1: So her regular dad
0: actually before we get to beer i have one other if, if you want me to give you a favorite part from the movie itself it's when diablo mix says bye with his with fire right bye with fire no Love.
2: bye he says it's, bye at the end. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. It's not at the end. It's whenever he's inside In his tunnel. little tube.
2: I, okay, I didn't realize and, what he said. And Viola
0: Davis and uh, Rick Flag, like he's you know he's giving them lip, yeah. and then and then they leave, and he goes bye. And I I want that gif so bad.
2: I want the love one. The love one was hilarious.
0: Okay, well I
1: want bye. You want love. Well, together we want. <laughs> Well, whichever you want from from your gift, what should you be drinking? Will it be the uh, the beer I just chugged, Chris? As your recommendation today?
0: Oh no, that's far too good for this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> um, this is this is the first time that I'm going to almost make an anti recommendation. Old Milwaukee. Uh, not old Milwaukee. No, old Milwaukee is not an IPA. We're still in the uh, summer of IPAs, Joe. We can get off that anytime. You, yeah. You're the one that suggested it. So here we go. Um, no, the, what I'm going to recommend is Palmetto Beach Day IPA from Palmetto Brewing Company in, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, a couple, couple months ago, my wife and I traveled to South Carolina, North Carolina. And when, you know, anytime we travel, I like to try the, the local beers. The and native they,
2: brew, if you will. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they, they had some really, really good craft beers around there. This is not one of them. <laughs> Um, it was, it was recommended to me by someone at this, this barbecue joint, which also the barbecue joint, not great. Um, so maybe it was just, it was, it was a bad, it was a bad, bad meal, but this is, it, it tasted like someone took a bad stale IPA and then just like, like the bottle was half full and they're like, Oh, but I got to sell it. I'll just put some Heineken in. Oh, it was really skunky. And so it's like a stale bitterness and a skunkiness altogether. Um, the only way that I can really describe this is there, there's skunk in the trunk. It's
1: just like, uh, well, did you drink it from tap? Cause maybe that's what they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't see how they came, prepared that. No, it came out in a bottle. So I, you know, I have absolutely no idea. That's it, it's possible. Um, they may have been, they may have been like, Oh, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're here from out of town. Let's, let's play a little joke on them. Tee hee ha ha. But, uh, it, it was awful. And here's, here's my ultimate point. Like, I don't recommend you see this movie. This is not even like, this is, this is the first, I think the first movie that we've actually reviewed that I'm like, I I don't know what the redeeming qualities are. Um, I, I wish I had the fun that you did because that's what I, you know, especially after your reviews come out and they were pretty bad. And so I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy it. And man, I wish I did. But, um, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna watch this movie, I think the Palmetto Beach Day IPA is the perfect thing to pair with it because it's just like, it's just masochism at this point. (laughs) Um, so that's, that's well, here's, here's
1: my final thought, not on the beer, but just on the movie is this and Deadpool have both done very well. And I would say, as far as just the, the experience of watching them, I've enjoyed them the most, even if they're not necessarily the best movies. And I think that me as an audience member and then audience members at large, we're just ready for something different. I I mean, so that may account for its success.
0: I'll agree with that. I liked Deadpool fine. I didn't love it, but I I thought it was an enjoyable film for the most part. It's, it's a little over the top for me, Mm -hmm. but uh, so is Deadpool. That's what I was talking about. Come on, man. Oh, so so is Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so that's the Deadpool's not my character. He's not ever going to be my favorite character. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, Hunter says, see it. I say, don't see it. Uh, we give it like, I mean, collectively one thumb up,
1: not even, that's no. still fifty percent. No, Hunter, oh no, but says, there's three of us. It'd be so a, that's thirty-three point yeah, thirty-three it'd be and a third, third of a thumb. Well, yeah. collect collectively, there's that's only still a, one thumb. That's, that's still size. a failing okay. grade. Oh well,
0: if it's a third of a thumb, we don't even have that many knuckles. have okay, how,
1: how about this? You are going to see it one way or the other. I feel. I feel like you're. Well, already, I mean, you've the probably numbers, already. The, seen the seen it. numbers say, yeah, you've already. You probably already. How come none of us talked about the smiley tattoo? No, that's just that's just part of the larger narrative of the Joker being stupid. That made me want to poke my eyes out.
0: Well, Hunter, if I wanted to see this movie and haven't, where could I see it?
1: Well, Suicide Squad is currently assaulting audiences everywhere. So if you've seen it and feel like you need a therapy session with Dr. Harling Quinzel email us your turmoil at hello hellowarstartsatmidnight.com
0: or if email isn't your thing we'd still love to hear from you ring the red phone and leave us a voicemail in your worst Elvis impersonation at
1: 484-424-6362 that's 484 cinema stick around because we'll be back after the break to discuss B-List Baddies smell to The Mount Rushmore movie villains is pretty much universally agreed to be Darth Vader, the Joker, Hannibal Lecter, and that giant screaming radiator in the basement from Home Alone. Man, that was freaky. But what about the lesser villains, the B-list villains, if you will? These are the dark dudes or dudettes who may not wind up on any top 20 list, or if they do, it's around number 16 or 17, just to send fanboys like us into apoplexy. Well, despite their smaller stature and notoriety, there's just something about some of these B-List villains that have made them burrow into our memory banks. Today, we're going to dig them out during B-List baddies. So let's start with the obvious question. Chris, who is your favorite B-List baddie? And furthermore, do you wish he was more famous, or are you grateful to have him all to yourself?
0: I mean, the obvious answer here is Black Pepper from Dangerous Men, of course. And to answer your furthermore question... I Well, I, I had him all to myself for a while. Mm-hmm. Now that he's more public, I want everyone to know about him.
1: Exactly. I would say it's the exact opposite. Even whenever he was not as well-known, you wanted to share this.
0: Yes. I, and I tried to share him with anyone I could, but which was difficult because the movie was not accessible or readily accessible in any any fashion. For those who have no idea what I'm talking about, just go to warstartsmidnight.com and just Google Dangerous Men. You'll find several... Uh, stories and, and weird things about uh, this this movie that I discovered like ten years ago that's finally available.
1: That's not, however, if I may, I don't, I wouldn't say that's v list. That's more Z list, fatty. Yeah, maybe even, whatever let's, letter comes after that's, Z. That, that's what I'm saying. Let's let's,
0: let's get this guy. Let's get this guy up to B. Move him up that, the list. that is my that is my goal.
2: I think I'm going to start a Dangerous Men counter for this show. Like <laughs> just have a counter on the website every uh-huh. time Chris mentions Dangerous Men.
0: It's been a while. It's, I have restrained myself. Or it could be a drinking game. Or it could be a drinking game. Some of those, yeah, if you're going back through the archives, you might want to, you might want to go low with like a, you're start like with a PBR. A- or-
1: on the, on the Lone other Star. hand is maybe try and figure out how to be more arbitrary with your dangerous men <laughs> <laughs> references. <laughs> just, just anywhere. Well, this reminds me of whenever I was watching dangerous men. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this movie I like, it's called dangerous
2: men. I don't uh-huh. know if you've heard of it.
0: What about you, Joe? Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite?
2: Okay, so when when you told me that I was going to be on and we were going to talk about B-list baddies, I took it the complete opposite way. I thought you meant B-list actors who continually continuously play the role of the bad guy.
0: Oh, that's I actually I like that. That's that's not that was
1: not the intent. But yeah, but it actually might wind up being the same thing.
2: Well, then I'm glad I did it this way. Uh, So I came up with I, I have no idea how this is the first person that popped into my mind. But I was thinking of just, you know, like awful... You're gonna be mad that I said this. Awful movies where the bad guy's even worse. And the first one I thought of was Kurtwood Smith's
1: character in Robocop. (laughs) See, that upsets me. You know what? We don't have to get into it, but the character you're referring to, who I am now going to take from you and make yeah. it my answer, <laughs> is he played Clarence Boddiger, and I thought that that was fantastic. Him, the, Can you fly, Bobby? I love that. He throws, his, he throws his accomplice out at the cops. That is so cool. That is such a <laughs> shitty thing to do. Joey, you don't like RoboCop? RoboCop's great. I, and Clarence Bodiger is great. <laughs> I think I,
2: I saw it when I was really young. Okay, you I, need to see it again because. Well, no, 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 no. I've seen it since, oh, and I think okay. the first time I saw it, it scared the living shit out of me. Okay, I don't know why the robot, not Robocop, but the robot to defense, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that thing really scared me as a kid, uh-huh. and I, ever since then, it's just ingrained in my mind that that's a movie I don't like. Stop motion scary. Stop-motion's scary. I think we can all stop motion <laughs> no, is no, scary. That's, that's fair.
0: That's that's uh, that's honestly really fair. But no, I I think it's the satire to it is very strong and very good, and it like it's intentionally. Being schlocky, but using that to its—I mean that that opening like news reel thing—is yeah. so good. You should you should give RoboCop another.
2: So well, so I, but then you know thinking about Kurtwood Smith, his iconic, his defining role is Red, and Red while Red is not the nicest in, of in guys, that show. yeah, he's definitely not a bad guy. So it's hard for me to say that that was the one. So I, I kept digging, and for some reason, the next thing I thought of was uh, the bad guy from Tombstone. <laughs> Uh, Curly, I think it's Curly Bill or something like that. He's, you know, one of the the red bandana guys, Uh leader of the red bandana gang or whatever they are. For a guy who really likes that movie, I have no idea what they're <laughs> called. Uh, and so his name is uh, is Powers Booth, and not the
1: character, but the actor. Yeah. The
2: actor. The actor's name is Powers Booth, and he seems to be the bad guy in like every movie you can ever imagine. A, a
0: serial B list baddie, if you will. Yeah,
2: he definitely fits the bill. And so between between Tombstone and he was in, I think like the first two seasons of Deadwood, maybe even
1: a little bit into the third. He is like the quintessential B list bad guy, but he's good at it. He's good. He's at it. He's great give at it. credit work credits too. He um and that that is going to be speaking of arbitrary transitions and arbitrary references. He was in sudden impact or wait no no what deep impact? No, he wasn't in that. What's it? What's it called? Speed. Speed two cruise control. (laughs) That was was Dennis Hopper, which I think is going to be one of yours. What was the um what's it called? Whenever um in hockey sudden death. Okay, sudden death. He was in sudden death. That was a snapshot. Yes, yeah, with Paul Newman. Uh, no, even better. Okay, sudden death. It was uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and <laughs> Powers Booth. I think yes! it was Powers Booth. He took over a uh, an arena during a hockey game. Was going to blow it up. <laughs> so the, here's my transition: Is Jean Claude Van Damme also starred in the film version of Street Fighter? Oh, Raoul Julia as yeah. General Bison General, yeah. is bad ass. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a really Julia good. Pick. Is great. The, his line about. Um, Whenever I killed your family, and I'm paraphrasing, but whenever I killed your family is one of the worst moments in your entire life. For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> I mean,
0: a masterpiece. That's what that's what Suicide Squad needed was some really bad one-liners like
1: that to just like drive it. Yeah, too bad he's dead because yeah, Rao Julia and anything makes it better.
0: <laughs> okay, is that so? Is that your 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 favorite? Your quintessential?
1: You know, well, Clarence Bodiker slash okay. Okay. So that General Eisenhower, Raul, gotcha, Raul Julia. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Well, I've got. Let's let's just open this up to sort of beyond beyond that. A, a few of our favorites, and uh, I would like to start with one that I've actually I've mentioned on the show before, but I think it's been a while. Lord Radigan from the Great Mouse Detective.
1: Played by Vincent Price or Played once, by, Vince, by, Vince Price.
0: once by, by Vincent Price. And he's incredible. He's so good. Like, and I've, I'm a broken record at, at some point. Like I, I've spoken just before, but <laughs> dangerous men, um, also black, black pepper again. Um, <laughs> But no, he's, he's so good. Vincent Price is like perfect for voice acting. Like it's almost, he's less distracting because he like physically, like sometimes he kind of gets in the way when you see him on screen, like house of wax or something like that. But, uh, he, he's so good in this. I I love him. He's a perfect, like dark Disney bad guy. Really good.
2: I, I I'm sorry. I'm looking at your list and I can't help, but jump down to the next one timothy oh. dalton is neville sinclair in the rock i love the rocketeer that yeah. movie i'll watch it if you put it on right now i would tell you guys to sit down and shut up and watch the entire movie well war crime
1: time i've actually never seen the rocketeer oh, What i know yeah
0: jake's actually at like a board game convention right now because he's an unmarried man <laughs> um and he sent me this morning he sent me a guy of uh, who's in rocketeer cosplay right now
2: oh my gosh i love that movie i love everything the alan arkin
0: yeah. Alan yeah. Arkin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Love Alan
0: Arka. Uh, Al, yeah. Is it Arka or Arkin? Hunter? I think it's Arkin. Arkin. Okay. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Um, dangerous men. <laughs> <laughs> da- dangerous men. Uh, but yeah, no, he, and, and as Neville Sinclair, you know, a very, very veiled, uh, what's his face? Um, um oh gosh. Lord Rattigan?
2: La Flynn. Errol Flynn.
0: Yeah. A very, very veiled Errol Flynn. Um, it, you know, as a as Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. It's, he's great.
2: It's really good. The line at the end, where the, the mafia starts fighting with the FBI because they don't want, they're not going to support no Nazis. Oh God, yeah, okay. I love that movie.
1: Um, I don't know if this this might actually be an A list at this point, um, but this occurred to me whenever I was watching it last year. Um, one of my favorite pictures from last year. I think you all know where I'm going with this, Dangerous Men. Oh. Yeah. Um, but the Velociraptors uh-huh. from the Jurassic Park <laughs> series, I don't. They don't really wind up on a lot of greatest villains ever, ever list. But they, but they, they're terrific villains. The Velociraptors, they're always they are they're always the fly in the ointment, as it were. They
0: are clever girls.
1: Yes, they are very clever girls. <laughs> I I
0: got one that I think we can all probably agree with here. I I hope. If if not, I think. You know, you should you should leave right now. Uh, it's Brigadier General Jack D. Ripper and Dr. Strangelove. Um, like just a, and he's like a, he's not really necessarily a nefarious bad guy. He's more like a conspiratorial bad guy. Um, he's just he's so much fun, you know, talking about bodily fluids. And uh, it, it's just he, he brings a, He's one of those bad guys that brings a smile to your face.
1: Yeah, it's um, – I'm not sure he's – yeah, I'm not – like you said, I'm not even sure I would say he's a villain. I would say he's a, an antagonist. You know what I he mean? He is. But, I mean, he, I, I'm, I'm classifying him as a baddie here. If you can have your Velociraptors, <laughs> I can have Jack D. Ripper. <laughs> All right. Um. So, speaking of Velociraptors and Jack D. Ripper, um, Gary Oldman <laughs> in The Fifth Element. Have you got yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I actually thought about
0: I, – I and I mentioned this earlier. I thought about Gary Oldman in uh, Leon as well. Gary Oldman in anything. Yeah. Gary, Gary Oldman as a bad guy in anything. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and he, it's sort of that it's the good side of what Johnny Depp does now. Um, But he was doing it, you know, 20,
2: 30 years ago. He's actually gone away from it quite a bit. Yeah. Maybe we should try and get him back.
0: Or maybe, maybe what we can do is we can have them trade places. What if we have a face off? what if we have a face-off that's jerry jerry goldman i'm glad you said that
1: thank you for saying that because john travolta in broken arrow a great b-list baddie i was just
2: gonna say john travolta or nick cage however you want to look at it in face off however you want to classify
1: but both of them are john woo john travolta films right (laughs) and and of the two i prefer broken
2: arrow really oh
0: man i've never seen a face-off yeah i think it's on hbo go right now it's
2: it you've got to watch it you've got to watch it, it.
0: it was on i was you know compiling a list of like you know have a beer and watch a bad movie and and it well, last time i checked it was on there
2: that's a movie that defines the late 90s perfectly <laughs>
1: okay 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 um another great b-list baddie i can't remember his name off the top of my hand but ed harris and the rock oh uh francis
0: francis hummel yes in, yeah. yes
1: but ed harris is general francis x hummel in well, he's,
0: he's a he's a sympathetic bad guy too like there's there's a you can see his viewpoint, even if he's doing it all wrong, going about it the wrong, way. really wrong. Like you, yeah. you
1: understand it. Yeah, that would that was pretty ludicrous. Oh,
0: OK, I, I actually have one hunter that I'm if you're not going to mention it and I don't know if you thought about it. Uh, one that I, I figured would be a home run for you. And that's Black Phillip. Black Phillip is an underdog bad guy. If there ever was one like we more people need to see Black Phillip, just more people need to know Black Phillip and of course, Black Pepper
1: and hashtag live deliciously
0: live, live deliciously yeah have, have you seen the witch Joey? i have no idea what you're talking oh about oh my gosh you have no you need to watch the witch one two you have no idea what you're in for black philip he's i don't even want to explain it to
2: you just uh well off the top it sounds a little racist <laughs> well he's a goat he's a black goat he's a goat <laughs> yeah
1: so no, yeah i mean it's just what he is he's i a, mean he, it... he's
0: a trifling goat
1: <laughs> okay
0: Oh, uh, black black philip black philip is great like I've, I've never seen a, a goat act better, a moat better. <laughs> oh
2: man. is it on is it on par with the, the pig in Charlotte's web? Wilmer? Wilbur? Wilbur, Wilbur.
1: I mean, you know what? you just need to see the witch because what you just said is so off <laughs> <laughs> that we can't we don't have time to explain it. You just need to see the witch. Yeah, you, you definitely do. Um, well, when you watch face off, I guess I'll watch the witch. Okay. Yeah, that's what you guys need to do. Is one of you goes in one room, one of we'll you do, in the other. We'll
0: do we'll do a double feature.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll do that. I I would totally be down for that.
0: Okay, I think it's probably we're we're overstaying our welcome a little bit. With, um, let's with this let's guy. look
1: at do you, do you Chris's have, list and see if there's anything that needs to be mentioned. Um, would you say, okay? You have Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. Yeah. Would you say that's a B list villain, or do you think he's lower A list?
0: Um, I I think I think he's more of a. I mean, and pretty much anything Lynch is going to be more of a cult uh, status. So that's kind of where I think he does pop up on lists, but, um, he's never going to be at the top of the list unless it's somebody who's like, I don't know, just really into being contrarian. Uh, but I do think he's worth, you know, entering the conversation. He's, he's great. Uh, a couple of, I mean like, uh, Mark Lewis, the, uh, the main character in peeping Tom, which is a Michael Powell movie. Um, really, really great, creepy. He's a bad guy protagonist, but he's not an anti-hero. Um, which I I love that sort of approach to it. It's, you don't even know exactly who you're supposed to be sympathetic towards, uh, in that film. And then, uh, final one that I really want to mention is, uh, Joseph, who is the, this is the character that Mark Duplass plays in creep, which I think I harped on quite a bit, maybe last year. Um, creep. I think it's still on Netflix. Oh, it, It
1: was only three months ago that you mentioned, I think a couple episodes ago. Really? Yeah
0: man, I I drop creep more than I drop dangerous men apparently. Uh, but he is like such a, I mean, creep, the, the title of the movie creep completely explains him, but such a like goofy, like there, there is an image of him staring into the camera in my mind that I will never be able to wash away that like kind of still gives me chills. And then, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to hear, hear the words tubby time and not just be super creeped
1: out well ladies and gentlemen to pay for chris's therapy sessions post creep um once again we're selling bottle openers <laughs> and the <laughs> and like
0: and, and koozies i guess uh, tell me what you want and i might be able to make it
1: for yeah you. it adds up yeah well ladies and gentlemen that is our b-list baddies but surely there are ones that chris and i have not considered so please let us know at hello at war starts at and
0: stick around for everyone's favorite segment we've got really rad recommendations coming up next Hunter, we've reached recommendation time once again. Um, I don't even—I don't even know how to. Are, do you have something to recommend that I absolutely hate that you're going to try to convince me is uh, just worth a it watch? It has,
1: yeah, has some has some merit. Well, I don't know if you hate this or not. I know you don't care much for the novelist upon whom the original work is based, just strictly from his podcast, oh. and, and to which I concur. But um, I was thinking of you know people in this movie and thought of jared leto who played the joker Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've seen a whole lot of jared leto movies that i really liked with the exception of my recommendation today which is american psycho um if you haven't seen i'm sure our listeners have all seen it so if you know i'm not going to really get into details about the story I will tell a story of my own with American Psycho, which is worth uh, reminiscing on. Is I saw it in high school on a USA edited version, (laughs) and so it was missing a whole lot. And so I saw it and thought, "Oh wow, I really like this." I wound up purchasing the unedited version, the unedited DVD. The
0: yeah, the back when they did that whole thing, yeah, exactly
1: extended and yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, for those of you who don't know. It has extended, basically, pornography scenes. The unedited version, unrated, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. And so had it, and so had sight unseen, not ever seen the unrated version, only seen the USA version. I brought that to our speech class because every on like Friday we would watch movies and things like that. And so in the in our speech class, we had about thirty high schoolers and mostly boys. So thirty high school boys and that scene come or some scenes come on in which he is basically pornography and my teacher who is a 60 something year old little old lady and all of us are just sitting there gawking and this is a Catholic school by the way <laughs> so we are all anticipating at some point in time that a priest is going to walk by and not only she would be fired I would be expelled and it would all end right there so that's my story whether it's the did, the, did you get through the whole movie or at least like oh yeah we the, finished the movie but I mean that was one of the she Most never of, said a word. Oh, no. She said something. after. <laughs> she said, had a priest walk by, I would have been fired. Um, but um, so whether it's the theatrical cut, the USA edited cut or the um, unrated version, that is my recommendation today is um, American Psycho. Do you
0: know where we can uh, we can find American Psycho?
1: And you can find American Psycho either on my DVD library shelf or on Amazon. I'd I'd rather you get it on Amazon Prime, though, versus my DVD library shelf. One thing that I can't
0: believe you didn't mention is that Jared Leto is in it, but also uh, Christian Bale, Batman from uh, Nolan's Batman series. Of course, Christian Bale. As the titular American Psycho. Okay, Joe, what do you got to recommend?
2: Well, I needed a a Batman palate cleanser, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this movie, to me, this movie was missing out on its... The movie should have acknowledged itself and, you know, made light of what it really is, which is just this utterly ridiculous idea of, you know, the bad guys playing the, the villains playing the heroes. And so I think one of the best movies that, you know, gives a nod to itself, knows it's campy and is still just downright hilarious and great to watch every time is the, uh, the 1966 movie, Batman, the movie Mm -hmm. starring Adam West It's, it's hilarious. There's so many parts where it just, I I felt like Suicide Squad could have easily taken, you know, some of that where it was super campy and made it really funny and, and, you know, given the audience the nod of like, yes, this is ridiculous. And I think Batman 66 does a great job of that. It's one of the, and
0: and you get, you get a plethora of baddies. You get all the baddies. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, all the Joker. Yeah. Played by Cesar Romero penguin famously refused to shave his mustache <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they just painted they over, just it. Paint over it still better than a uh any of the jared leto joker mm, tattoos man. it's it's been a long
0: time since i've seen that one but i loved it as a kid
2: my favorite part is when he's got the bomb over his head right. and the comment is you know where uh, why, why is it so hard to get rid of this bomb mm-hmm. Some days she
1: just can't get rid of a bomb. that's what it is yeah shark repellent is another yeah fantastic no element. it's a
0: bat anti-shark repellent right <laughs> And there's the Bat Ladder. There's a bunch of, yeah, it's just like, it's it's, it's having, camping. and I, yeah, and I don't think like necessarily Suicide Squad needed to go that oh, no, far, no, 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 but no. a little bit of levity would have been, or a little more levity, a little, maybe a little directed levity, like intentional levity would have right. been, would have been nice.
1: And so if we want to get that bit of levity, that palate cleanser as it were, where would we watch Batman the movie?
2: That's a good question, Hunter. It currently is playing on Amazon Prime or Netflix. All
0: right. Well, um, I've got a little twofer for you. Um, I've got I've got a movie recommendation that I'm going to apologize for before I make it. And I'll just dive into that. Well, that's two
1: recommendations today of things you don't like.
0: (laughs) This is true. No, but here's the thing. I like this movie more than I like Suicide Squad. I enjoyed watching (laughs) this movie more than I enjoyed watching Suicide Squad. So I'm going to I already mentioned this earlier, but it's uh, Josh Trank's 2015 disaster, uh, disaster film and disaster. Fantastic Four. Um, which was uh, also notorious, probably more notorious for reshoots. And um, there are literally moments in this movie where you can tell where the reshoots are because uh, Kate Mara has a wig, a very clear, obvious wig um, and her like hairline moves between scenes. (laughs) Um, It's not a good movie, but I had more fun watching it than I did watching Suicide Squad. And so and it's and it's streaming on HBO go right now. So if you have HBO or your parents have HBO, um, it's, you know, no, no obligation to you. You just, you just go, you know, make yourself a stiff drink
1: and, uh, and watch a little Fantastic Four one evening. And let and let's point this out real quickly: is it's and I see on your script there they have four in place of one of the A's. Yeah. And I don't really know where that came about in in titling movies is putting numbers for letters because really, how do you pronounce it- that? Is the name of the movie Fant Four t- Stick Four?
0: Is that how you <laughs> pronounce it? Clearly, <laughs> clearly you clearly you're not very elite hunter yeah
1: exactly i mean why did the, what what is that's silly quit asking questions <laughs> yeah I, I need to stop okay
0: but then i i have a real recommendation a batman related recommendation for you uh, and that is a graphic novel called dark knight a true batman story and this is by uh written by Paul Dini, who uh was a writer on batman the animated series and then uh the art is by eduardo rizzo and this is a actual true story like it's his recounting of the true story of uh, being assaulted and mugged back in the like early to mid 90s um, when he was working on Batman and or Batman, the animated series and sort of his going through the recovery process and trying to cope and um, and actually the in. So within the story. Uh, Within his telling of the story, uh, Batman characters, along with, in some places, other characters from other cartoons and comic books and stuff, uh, actually appear sort of in the real life realm, but only in his head, you know, to him as he's as he's recounting the story. Um, Really gorgeous art by Rizzo, really well made and well told story uh, by Dini. Um, definitely. I mean, if you, I think if you're a fan of Batman, the animated series, you're going to enjoy this and don't, don't go into it looking for something that's like a historical piece about the making of the animated series. Cause it's not that this is more the personal story. Um, but it is a, it is a good, compelling read and it is a beautiful graphic novel. So, um, worth, worth a, uh, worth a flip, worth a pickup. Is that on the Amazon's? It's, I mean, I'm sure you could get it on Comixology or whatever, but there's a nice uh, there's a nice hardcover out uh, right now. That that's that's what I read. Uh, very beautiful.
1: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for another episode of War Starts at Midnight. So be sure to check us out online at warstartsatmidnight.com for show notes and more. You can say hi to Hunter on Facebook. Or catcall Chris on Twitter and Instagram at wsampod.
0: If you enjoy the show, rate and subscribe to it on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. It'll help us grow the Midnight Warrior Clan, and it'll make you feel
1: awesome. On the other hand, if you're simply the trolling type who's hate listening through these credits, please tell us everything we got wrong at 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 helloatwarstartsatmidnight.com. Or if you're a narcissist, please leave us a voicemail and we might just play it. Just ring that bright red telephone at 484 Four two four six three six two.
0: our spoiler alert theme song is by the Taylor machine check them out at facebook.com slash the Taylor machine and shout out to escondido for the music on this week's show find music tour dates and more at the band
1: well ladies and gentlemen just because i think we all hate whenever you're watching a tv show and there's just an awkward recasting of an existing character with a completely different actor um i just wanted you to know that um i will be taking a indefinite break from this show. You will still hear from me from time to time, but as far as fortnightly, I will no longer be on the program. I have some other uh, uh, projects that I will need to dedicate my attention to. Do you have
0: a superhero or supervillain alter ego that we need to know about?
1: I mean, I've always had that. So, I mean, that that, that won't be a conflict. However, I am not the sentimental type. That would be against my brand, so I'm not going to get sentimental. But Chris and I are unable to find this, but I think there is a line in The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp Whenever he says this isn't goodbye, this is I hope to see you again. Mm-hmm. However, we're unable to find it in the actual script, <laughs> so maybe this exists solely in our memories. But that is what I will say to you: is it is not goodbye. It is it sounds. Like oh, you're getting you're getting a little choked <laughs> up. Oh, no, man. no, it, yeah, exactly. This is not goodbye. This is I will see you again.
0: All right, well, folks, uh, join me in another fortnight when I will be joined by uh, our Bayou Bureau based correspondent Jacob Graves for a Civil War episode where we are going to pit the Sandlot against stand by me it's a, a bit of a uh, not exactly a, yeah i guess a childhood coming of age battle at the at the end of this summer that has been sort of a a bummer summer an endless bummer um i wanted to you know i wanted to visit something that just two movies that make me feel great and uh pit them against each other and then feel not so great about having to you know throw one down the well
1: well uh before we get out of here joey thank you very much for once again coming on board the show and delighting us with your insights on on all things batman i'm
2: glad i could be here for your final show you know it's well uh, final
1: in quotation marks no uh, it's it's final you're never coming <laughs> back. ellipses yeah final dot dot dot
2: okay well uh thanks for listening folks please don't see suicide squad just go see anything else sayonara suckers
1: Track is pretty much your your typical uh classic rock station well, the, on the radio the
0: soundtrack the soundtrack is like ironic hot topic version of forrest gump <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep that's what it is right no, no yeah, but yeah, yeah nice i see what you're it. saying no you're right yeah it's let's let's hit all the standards yeah uh-huh.
0: like nothing nothing revolutionary nothing i think there is like a new song by 21 pilots whoever that is oh, I hate Twenty One uh but yeah, okay, let's get on the recommendation.